Maya Angelou said that when someone shows you who they are, believe them. You are listening to Mother of Ra. What's good? It is a beautiful Saturday night and welcome to another episode of Mother of Raw. Before we get started, uh, real quick, the FDA wants a recall on teething gels. The benzocaine in the gel can cause adverse reactions in children, especially children two years and under, and it could lead to a fatal blood disease. So some of the symptoms could include rapid heart rate or troubled breathing. So keep a lookout for that and tell other parents you know. All right. So I'm switching it up a little bit today. Uh, I normally film, well not film, record. I normally record outside, but I'm recording outside at night this time. I wanted the vibe to be a little different. The atmosphere is totally different at night. During the day, it's definitely a more active sound. You hear the birds, the wind, you can kind of hear cars in the background every now and again. But at night, it's a little different. It's quiet, barely any cars go by. And what I really, really love is you can hear the frogs and you can hear the crickets. So this, I just kind of wanted to switch up the vibe a little bit. I got some candles going and we're here to talk. We hanging out tonight. Let's do it. So tonight I'm taking you down the path with me to being unbothered. I'm definitely not there yet. It is a consistent but rocky road and I am working on it. We all know that our social lives take a hit when we have kids. Yeah. And sometimes it recovers. Sometimes it doesn't. Or you might not care. Being a mom already is enough of a physical and emotional strain. So we shouldn't add to it by allowing toxic people in situations into our lives just for the sake of saying that we have friends. And since I'm all about transparency, I'm going to share with you the types of people that I have come in contact with that I try to avoid on my path to being unbothered. And I like to use little nicknames for them so they're easy to remember. And the more you come across these people, the quicker you will recognize them. So you've got your juicers, you've got your dollar teas, your binoculars, your matches, your weeds, and your lane changers. And these can all be different people, but if you find one person that has it all in one, you should run. But I'm here to help, so I'm going to break it down for you. Here we go. Okay, so the first two on our list, the juicers and the dollar teas, I'm doing them together for a reason. So your juicers just basically want to squeeze whatever information they can get out of you. They want to suck you dry for information. You often come across juicers when you are in a place of power or you have access to information that other people don't have. Juicers want to know everything. They ask lots of questions. They're always saying what they heard and they just want you to confirm it. They always ask open-ended type questions so you you have to tell it's not it's never a yes or a no situation and be careful what you say around juicers because they will repeat it juicers are the type to take screenshots they keep receipts with the juicer you've got your dollar teas I know we all know that one girl that never drinks water every time you see her she's walking around with a big old tea from like McDonald's or cookout Those are your people who like to spill tea to whoever will listen. She often gets her information from the juicer. 
They hang out a lot. You might see them in the corner at the club sharing a watered down bottom shelf drink. And you will find out that you know nothing about Dollar Tea. And you sit there and you're like, what's her name? Who is she? Does she even work here? Dollar T always has somebody else's name in her mouth. So you don't even know what her real name is. And if you ever try to get to know Dollar T's as a person, you realize they don't have any substance. They're almost like a ghost. They don't have any of their own business because all they do is spill everybody else's business. And Dollar T is just like Fox News. She will tell you all types of alternative facts, all types of lies. And when you confront her about it, she'll say, well, I'm only repeating what I heard. Next on the list, we have our binoculars. Binoculars, I know, weird, but trust me, I'm going somewhere with this. Binoculars are super annoying. They claim they were always around for something or they act like they were there when something happened. They always say that they saw something or they saw someone doing something. They are literally everywhere at once. You would think they were Hermione and Prisoner of Azkaban. Ooh, I let my nerd come out a little bit right there. I'll be impressed if you know what that reference was. Anyway, binoculars will confront you about a situation that they weren't present for, or they will tell you what you said in a conversation that they were not included in. They allow others to shape their perspectives of you. They always want to be relevant and part of the conversation. They'll get mad if you don't invite them out or if you don't run your plans by them first. They are so busy looking through their binoculars at everyone else's lives that they are completely unaware of their own situation. Binoculars will tell you where they saw your man, but has no idea what her man does during the day. Binoculars will tell you where they saw your children, but they don't pay attention or parent their own children. Binoculars will tell you that you need to come to church but they only come to church on Easter. They're completely clueless. Third on our list of people to avoid are your matches. Matches are exactly what they sound like. They walk around waiting to be lit. Any little thing can spark them. They walk around with chips on their shoulders. Everything is everyone else's fault. They're quick to pop off at the mouth, love to fight. They're never in the wrong. They have super narcissistic personalities. They live for drama and thinks that the only reason nobody likes them is because they keep it so real. Matches are the type to blame their attitude problem on astrology. And it's like, I don't care that you're a fire sign. I'm a Leo. You're just a bad person and you are the reason you don't have any friends. The issue with matches is that they are contagious. Misery loves company, so matches love to make other people matches. I'm going to tell you how. I was at Wawa with my mother a week ago. And when she pulled into that Wawa, I was like, ugh, this Wawa. I hate this Wawa. I'm not even going to say which one because I don't want to throw too much shade. But I was like, I hate this Wawa. And it was packed. And everybody had to wait in line at one of the pumps to get gas. So my mom got her gas, whatever, and the thing didn't give her a receipt. My mom was old school. She wants her receipt. Give her her receipt. So she goes inside to get her receipt. I see a friend of mine. The friend comes over. She says hello to me. And I notice this red car driving in a circle. Obviously does not want to wait at any of the pumps. And so 
Of course, she pulls in behind my mom's car and she gets out of the car and she's like, are y'all waiting for somebody? And I turned around with the quickness was like, yes, we are. See that? I allowed her to make me a match. I allowed her to turn me into a match and that quickly strike me and I popped right back off at her just like she popped off at me. Now, when I turned around and I said, yes, she was like, oh, my bad, my bad. I was just asking. I was just wondering. She was not even aware of the type of energy that she was putting out there. And that's how matches are. You have to be careful to not absorb the energy from matches because you can get just as lit as them and they feed off of that. Be wary of matches. I know your mama told you never play with matches. So number four on our list are our weeds. And not like weed, like marijuana, but weeds. Like those pesky little plants that pop up in your yard and kill your grass. Now, weeds don't immediately strike us as a problem. And you kind of let weeds slide for a little bit. And it's it's because we tend to know weeds. You know, we, we went to school with them. We grew up with them. We've worked with them. It's common for them to be present. It's, you know, they, their involvement with you doesn't automatically strike a concern because you're just kind of used to them being around. But weeds tend to pop up when you're making moves with your life. They know that some people know your name and that you're on the path to success. And weeds like to feed off your accomplishments. They like to ride the wave even if they didn't put in one drop of work. They think because they knew you back in the day that you get to be included in all your success. These are the type of people who claim to be your homie back in the day, but they never really supported anything that you did. And weeds can get bigger and multiply overnight. And the only way to get rid of a weed is to kill it at the source. Now, when you go to kill a weed, it can quickly turn into a match. Remember we talked about matches? Now, all of a sudden... You're bougie and you're fake and you forgot where you came from. And weeds aren't hard to get rid of. Like I said, you just got to maintain your garden and get rid of them when you see them. Because you don't want to look out in your yard and you got a yard full of weeds. Get some Roundup, girl. Last on our list are the lane changers. Lane changers are the most frustrating to me because they can be properly disguised as good people until something just doesn't go their way you never really know where your relationship stands with the lane changer they don't like to put titles on things you can never gauge how important you are to them it's always hard to tell lane changers are the type to ask you to hang out and you'll end up at a party or an event where you don't know anybody and you're technically there as their guest And they will disappear and not introduce you to anybody. Now, you get to be the random person that's awkwardly sitting in a room full of strangers, scrolling through Instagram, and you like every single post you see, and you hope that nobody notices how uncomfortable you look. So the next time the lane changer asks you to hang out or go somewhere, you're like, nah, I'm going to stay in. Oh, I'm so tired. Ooh. You know, you just kind of respectfully decline, and boom, y'all aren't friends anymore, and you don't hear anything else from them. And then, you know, some time goes by and you finally hear from them, but they spew a lot of nonsense about thinking you didn't want to be friends anymore. And they love to say, you do you, I'm going to do me. 
Lane changers are um, in and out of our lives a lot. So it's really frustrating and exhausting to be in relationships with them because they show up and they disappear. Everything is on their terms. Any type of growth or change in the relationship is going to be totally up to them. You never know when they are available, um, but they so conveniently make themselves visible when they need something. They have high expectations of everyone around them, but they can never live up to the expectations that we have of them. Lane changers can also turn into weeds. They will pop up with the quickness when you can do something for them. Everybody knows that you don't get in a car with somebody who switches lanes all the time. So if you happen to be on yet another ride with this type of person, I recommend you get out of the car. Okay, so I don't want to scare you. I mean, not every single person you come in contact with will be one of these people. But I know I've had phases where all I meet are matches. And I personally think I've had way too many run-ins with lane changers. And if you feel that way and you think that you're only coming in contact with toxic people or toxic energy for a certain period of time, then you got to be alone for a little bit. You got to be comfortable with being by yourself, even if it's just for a little while. There's nothing wrong with me, Tom, and there's nothing wrong with working on yourself and building your brand. And, you know, if people don't want to make time for you in their lives, then, hey, it is your job 100 percent. To make your best life without them. You don't necessarily need other people in your life. To make your life feel full. And I know that the best way to hear yourself. Is an empty room. And I really did used to think. That all the things going through my head. Were causing me anxiety. But in reality I just needed to go to an empty room. So that I can hear myself. So that I could listen. To what I had to say. And I spend so much of my time trying to be a good person to people who honestly don't deserve me. And I am grateful for every single one of them. I am grateful for every single person who has decided to disappoint me. Every single time I learn something else or I think of something else to look out for. And it may thicken my skin, but I refuse to let it make me heartless. I won't give my haters the satisfaction. I am proud of how passionate I am and... I am positive that the good karma will eventually come around to me in the form of new opportunities with people who are like-minded and goal-driven like I am. But until then, I will continue to push forward and build my brand and work on myself all within the comfort of my own mind and my Pinterest boards. There is no I in team, but I do have a team. I am my own team. You know, I come up with all my own content. I uh, edit everything by myself. So I've got a a mixer, studio tech person. I cook for myself. So I guess I've got a personal chef. I do all my own marketing and distribution. So I guess I'm my own manager too. So I I really do have a team. But Lil Wayne also said... The real G's move in silence like lasagna. So keep your mouth shut about some of your personal endeavors. You don't got to put out there and tell everybody everything that you're trying to do. Because sometimes your good news may be falling on jealous ears. You got to watch out for that. 
And so I also like to take my own advice from my own podcast. So I'm going to make a reference to my take care episode. And if people aren't making you happy in your life, then you can make yourself happy with looking for the little things. And the little things for me can be like an Amazon box on the front porch or uh, a milkshake from Cookout or reruns of Sex in the City. I allow those little things to make me happy. I allow Harrison to make me happy. And Harrison actually gave me a note and he taught me a good lesson this week. I noticed that he drops things with no remorse. It doesn't matter if it's your glasses, the TV remote, your iPhone. If he sees something else and his eyes are set on something else, he'll drop whatever he's holding. And I said, you know what, Harrison, you are my unbothered goals. I'm going to start being like you and I'm just going to let shit go. So the next time you see me, I will be in a full length gown, dropping things and I will be singing. Let it go. Let it go. I don't give a damn anymore. Let it go. Let it go. What you looking in my face for? I don't care. I'm still going to slay. Let the shade rage on. Being a boss never bothered me anyway. All right, we are at the end of this week's Mother of Rot episode. Thank you for hanging out with me tonight while I experiment on trying to change up the vibes a little bit and record outside at night. It is currently 1.27 in the morning, so I just want y'all to know how dedicated I was to this because I am tired and it is time to go to bed. But as always, I hope anything that I said, even if it was one thing, if it was helpful in any way, that makes me happy. Even if I made you laugh, if I made a funny, that makes me happy too. This podcast is available on Anchor, on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts, on, uh, what is it called? Pocket Cast, and also on Overcast. So if any of those platforms are your preferred method of listening, I am available there. I love to hear feedback from my listeners. So any questions, comments, feedback, if you're interested in being a guest, Make sure you email me at mother.of.raw at outlook.com. Or you can hit me up on Instagram, which is also mother.of.raw. And uh, I normally check both email and Instagram every single day. So I will definitely get in contact with you. I have decided that Sundays are definitely going to be my days to release the podcast. Um, I want to give you guys something positive going forward in the week because I think we all get to the beginning of the week and we're like, hey, Monday. What's up, Monday? It's like nobody's really ever excited to see Monday. And um, I definitely want to send everybody into the week with something positive. Also, I know last week on my accountability episode, I was talking about being very serious as far as bridging the gap between this generation of kids and this generation of parents. So I am also in the works with some things of getting interviews with some people in the community and related to that. And I'm super excited about that. And I will be dropping those little nuggets as the summer progresses. So here we are at the point for our word of the week, just something I want you to think about throughout the week. 
as it related to the podcast. The word this week is pervicacious. Pervicacious is an adjective and it means resilient and unyielding, extremely willful. And the term comes from the Latin word for to prevail. I'll see you next week.